welcome to the second episode of the Pathfinder podcast. Um, thank you to everybody who listened last week. We've had some really uh, interesting thoughts and ideas. Um, and actually, we've got a guest on this week, um, somebody um, who has got a couple of business ideas that they want to run past us. So that's really exciting. So yeah, uh, my name's Sam, and this is my dad. Do you want to introduce yourself? <laughs> yeah, hi, everyone. Uh, this is Gary Fletcher. Um, Mr. Pathfinder, I guess. <laughs> yeah and um this podcast we are talking all things pathfinder if you don't know what that means then check out our website pathfinder.me it's all about dad's experience of going from not much to now being pretty successful and we unpick a process that we've developed in order to find your success and your happiness and today we are mostly going to talk about starting a business and how to go about that but first of all, as soon as we are in this very strange situation right now, I just wanted to check in and see how you are, Dad, in this lockdown situation. What are you, what are you up to? How are you coping? Uh, okay, actually. Um, I think there's a few uh, points I'd like to share. One is just don't watch the news. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm not watching it at the all. The news is... <laughs> It's just, you know, get your information off the web or anything. But the, the, the mainstream news is just shocking. I was watching it last night laughing about it because it's just sensationalist, you know, recording deaths and everything's bloody doom and gloom. So it puts you in the wrong frame of mind, particularly before you go to bed if you watch it late at night. So that's number one, don't. I think the other thing is use the time to reflect. I am using that time. Well, two things, really. One is I've cleaned out every cupboard <laughs> Every loft, all the lofts and all the basic, I just basically feel as though I've cleaned everything out, ready to go again. And that's felt great, actually, particularly yeah. my office, all the bits of paper I've kept and I've cleaned all the drawers, all the bookshelves. So reorganised them. Uh, it, that feels really good, uh, number one. Uh, obviously, as well as doing the lawn, the car and all the other boring things at home. Uh, but also... It, it's a good time to reflect, read the books you've been reading, wanting to read. I, I don't read fiction. I, I, you know, fiction books are fantastic, but it's not me. But I, personal development, business books, things I've been wanting to read for a while, I've been reading and using the time to think, where am I? What am I doing? What am I going to do next? Good reflect time. Do I want to be, and just put it in the context of perhaps the listeners is, do I want to be in this job? Is it, is yeah. it me? Is it fit my skills? Are the, is the culture right? Do I want to do something else? What's really my passion? What am I missing out on? Time to reevaluate and put a plan together, really, I think. And also, my view is, if, if some days you feel rubbish and you feel annoyed and you feel upset, then just go with it. Embrace it. Don't fight it and put pressure on yourself to do certain things. Sort of, you know, be kind to yourself during this weird time which nobody really understands. Yeah. <laughs> sit down and have a coffee or a drink a glass of wine and watch a box set you know hey I'm coming from a position where financially I'm not struggling so it's easy to say yes so um we're going to talk about a little bit today and this is inspired by our guest getting in touch um his name is Ryan by the way um with some business ideas and we want to look about how you start a business that is a, a question that is googled on google hundreds of times a day and uh, before we started recording me and dad were talking about 
the different ways you can look at it. So there's the, all the practical steps of how to start a business, how to get an accountant, how to do your taxes, you know, how to market it, all these things. But actually, we've identified that before you do those practical steps, there is a whole load of work that needs to be done in terms of strategy before that. Is that your kettle? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Tell you what, these new microphones we've got, it's good. <laughs> God, they are good because uh, hopefully they're going to bring me a cup of tea, but uh, it's in another room. You picked that up. That's pretty good, isn't it? That's pretty good. Yeah, so I just thought it'd be useful. And this will happen in our conversation with Ryan as well, I'm sure. But if we just give a few ideas of if you had a business um, that you were going to start or you felt like you wanted to work for yourself or you had an idea in a certain area, what would you do? You know, how, did you, how do you start that process um, is my question to you. The nuts and bolts of starting a business are pretty, pretty, you can Google it, as you say, it's pretty straightforward, you know. I'd, I'd encourage anyone who has a really good idea and wants to start a business, go and see an accountant in the first, one of the first things to do. I do remember, Sammy, you saying to me, oh, I can't afford an accountant. And my, my, okay. response, my, my response was, you can't afford not to have an accountant if you're going self-employed. So true. And I think, and I think that's, you've, you've got that message, haven't you? Big time, yeah. So, you know, there's nuts and bolts, and they'll tell you whether you should be a sole trader, limited, and all the other bits. Pieces. But that's, that's the end for me. You've got to go right the way back. So the first question really for me is about, you know, how do I start a business is, well, what, what value are you bringing to the marketplace? What is missing? Is your idea going to bring value? Because you only get paid for bringing value into a marketplace. That's the only reason. Yeah. So what value are you bringing? What, what's your angle? What's your USP? I think that's the first question. Well, one of the first questions on a business mm -hmm. front. But I'd even go further back than that and go, okay, what's the market? So quick example, uh, if you are a bus driver, a lorry driver or a taxi driver right now, I'd be slightly worried about your long-term future. I think the short term's yeah. fine. If you look at your long term, you know, self-driving cars are already done, I don't know, 10 million miles around the world uh, with no accidents or one accident. I think Tesla had one. And they're already doing lorries that uh, are self-driving. So, you know, you can see that the marketplace is really important. What's happening in the marketplace and what's, how is my new product service going to fit into that? Probably the very starting point is yourself understand yourself and in Pathfinder we've got a process called hindsight which takes you through looking at yourself understanding what your strengths are identifying your weaknesses and then deciding to go and do some business career that is linked to your strengths if you're going to start a business you've got an idea do your skills fit that if they don't you're going to have to find someone who does yeah. you can do that by the way but these are the questions you've got to ask and then one of the top things that accelerates your success exponentially is finding a mentor and a mentor is not necessarily a coach somebody who in my opinion i always use the word fat bloke down the pub don't go and find somebody who just thinks he knows about it and pontificates about it and talks about it with no knowledge go and find someone who's been successful in the sector or area you're going to go into and go and find them and buy them lunch or buy them a coffee, ask them questions, ask for advice. And if you can get them to be your mentor, fantastic, because that will save you making a lot of mistakes 
if they're the right mentor. Is that something that you've done? Have you got an example of that? Yeah, I have. I, well, I don't think I was successful until I did that strategy, actually, in both of those strategies. In terms of a mentor, I've had several, actually. One is a guy called Roger Wright uh, that helped me early on in Somerset, who was a successful property person, and I went into property business at the time. Another one is a guy called John Webster at the CEO office in the Midlands. And he was definitely one of my mentors and gave me great direction and help and support. And what an attitude that guy has. He's, uh, I think he lives in South Africa now and he's a paraglider and he's about 88. Still jumps off cliffs every morning uh, out into the ocean. So, you know, great mentors, but people who have been successful and could guide me to where I needed to get to. I can see massively the benefits of finding somebody and lots of people successful people i know all have somebody who put it down to if i hadn't met him and he had to direct me and help me this way i wouldn't have got to where i've got to so find a mentor and the, the the last key one for me is passion so if you're going to start a business i don't know example um embroidering handkerchiefs <laughs> um <laughs> Again, I like to use extreme examples. I believe that just um, came into your head. <laughs> I don't know how that came into your head, but it did. That wouldn't really excite me, and I wouldn't have much passion for it. So the first hurdle I had, I would give up because yeah. I might really care about. You it. don't care. <laughs> I don't care about embroidering handkerchiefs. Uh, it just doesn't get me. So that's something that um, you've got to have the passion. So just an example, one of the things I'm looking to do at the moment is to develop, uh, I'm actually going through the process now of setting up a new company of entrepreneurs, helping entrepreneurs with capital fundraising. Mm -hmm. And I'm literally doing that now. And I'm really passionate about that because why am I passionate about it? It's because I, when I wanted uh, money from banks and things like that, the only time they give you money is now when I'm successful. I've got loads of money in the bank. They'll give me loads now. They're knocking my door down to give me money. When I really needed yeah. it, when I was young and uh, slightly inexperienced, they wouldn't give it me. And that used to drive me absolutely nuts. So I'm passionate about getting money into the hands of entrepreneurs who've got a great idea and proven it a bit to help them grow. I'll go to my dying day on that one. So I'm not going to give up when... There's a hurdle in the way. There's, there's going to every business you start, there will be hurdles. Guaranteed, they'll arrive in one form or and some are harder to jump than others. But you have to jump them. And the only reason you'll keep going because you're passionate about your product, your service, your company, and you ain't going to give up. Self, market, mentor, passion are really important things to think about before you even start the business and the mechanics of it. And the final point I'd like to share is. The difference between strategy and tactics and what we're doing there with the things, the self, the market, the mentor, the passion, you're putting a strategy together. What is the strategy for my business? What's the overall plan? What's the goal? What am I trying to do? So with Forest Holidays, I built a company called Forest Holidays and what we set out to do would be to be the most recommended company in the country, i.e. provide the best service. That was our yeah. mantra. The profits were second. So we developed everything we possibly could. That was our goal, to be a fantastic customer service company. And we put a whole lot of strategy, tactics behind that, of how to do it, what we did, the customer service ethics. Um, and we ended up, we achieved it. We had a higher, what is called, net promoter score than Apple, which is 
probably one of my proudest moments. But the point is, you've got to have an overall plan, a goal, and a strategy. And then your tactics are the actions and the steps and the means you use to deliver that plan and goals. Mm-hmm. So don't get confused with the two. So finding an accountant, sorting the company name, business cards, and if you're the computer's website, they're all tactics. Your strategy In order is, to achieve the strategy and the goal. Yeah. You know, if you look at AO, the online sort of um, uh, white goods service, they didn't invent a new white goods at all. They just looked at a fantastic delivery service. Their yeah. delivery system was better. than They just take other people's products, put it on their website, and put a delivery system in with fantastic engineers. They were the first to text you. Uh, Ian's going to deliver your fridge at 9.30 a.m. in the morning. And by the way, he's going to take your old fridge away, and he's going to unpack it and plug it in, make sure it works. It, it doesn't have to be new product wacky. It's just it, That was a, just a completely new delivery system. Their strategy was to absolutely disrupt the delivery system of white goods in the UK and Europe. And I think they did it extremely well. But their tactics were, well, let's employ self-employed people who care about getting somewhere on time, sharing it with the customer, doing the right thing for the customer, because we'll pay them on their scores, customer scores. You can see the difference between strategy and tactics. So start with a strategy, and then the tactics will, uh, will come out from there. I think it's time to introduce our guest, Ryan. Um, he's got two business ideas, which he'll tell you more about. Um, but one of them is that he would like to start a public speaking business. And the other is that he would like to start one-to-one coaching in American football, which is one of his big passions. Yeah, so both these ideas came about as a result of this whole COVID situation. It, it was when we found out about the self-employed thing and you, know, you work at what, 80% of what you made last year. And I was like, hmm, maybe I need to make a little bit more next year. Um, <laughs> but it's given me a bit of a kick up the bum. But I need to kind of, uh, I've been self-employed for about a year and a half uh, as like a freelance creative. What's a freelance creative? Working as an actor. Uh, I oh, okay. make theatre. And uh, I do some right. um, projection work, so like video DJing is what it's called. I was, I was kind of reading some advice uh, as a result of the kind of uh, COVID situation. And they were saying, you know, find something that other people need that your skills can give them. Go to theatres and pitch ideas to them and projects. And the people I meet who work in production are lovely, um, but don't seem to have the confidence um, either in themselves or the ideas that, um, that maybe the artists do. And I thought, oh, that's interesting. So that's, that's idea number one. My second idea uh, just comes out from one of my own personal passions outside of, outside of work, which is American football. Um, so this one feels a bit newer in terms of demand. Um, so I, I coach already at uh, the Manchester Titans, which is an American football team based in Manchester. Um, I've been doing that for about a year and a half. So just in my own I was being such a big fan I all see on Twitter in America lots of one-to-one coaching services and it all looks great so I know it's something that works over there I think the stumbling block I have maybe over here at the moment is letting parents because mainly I'm selling to parents this this course or these kind of these these classes is that this is a tangible thing and um, so basically my job would be training up those kids so that when they go to Europe and have a like a, an audition as such, a trial, yeah. they can impress. And then, and then they would then be taken on board by that uh, European company and then uh, taken out to America. There's quite a, um, what's the word? Uh, there's quite a big demand for teaching people to 
speak publicly. Okay. And 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 also in um, there's more in business that people can't do that than you might think. In my career, when I uh, moving up, I ended up at the Camping and Caravaning Club, and I uh, as a sites director, and I had no real corporate experience, and and I didn't know how to communicate properly. I I got um, a course. I forget what it was called now. It was tapes of how to present correctly. And then I went on a course with uh, how to present with charisma, <laughs> which, which, is quite, which is quite amusing. But anyway, it, it worked. So it helped me. But what I did pick up there, there is a lot of people doing yeah. it. And I'm not too interested in like corporate, corporate, but I'm, I'm interested in maybe starting off quite small and um, with people I already have a relationship with. Whatever happens, if you get on and do that, you'll learn a hell of a lot, A, about yourself, B, about the marketplace, and whether you like doing it or not, because that's really important. And I think it links to your second business idea, really, is that if I was saying to you, right, how do I start my own business? What do I do? I, I start with you mm-hmm. and understand yourself, which is the corner of what me and Sammy are doing, really, which is Pathfinder. You've really got to understand yourself and link to what you're doing, to what you're really good at, what your strengths are, then you've got to find the right market. So I think you've, you've identified a bit of a market, but where does it go from there? How big is the market? Is it going to grow? Is it small? You know, so if you look at the markets we were talking about, like the corporates, not saying you want to do that, but that's a very big market, isn't it? There's hundreds of thousands of people just in the UK in the corporate market will need some uh, coaching and help in presenting. And then you look at the market that you're looking at. How big is that market? How many people could you get? These are the questions, really. So you've got to look at yourself, the market. I'd actually find a mentor in that sector. So one of the recurring themes of anyone who's been successful that I've met uh, and myself is finding a mentor, someone who's been successful in that arena, okay, and then – talk to them and get some advice and hopefully they can mentorship you through. Now, I wouldn't find a mentor until you've got very clear plan and strategy because you don't want to waste people's time because if you find the right mentor, they're already successful people and they don't want to meet somebody who has Mm. just got an idea. You almost need to be doing it and then go, you know what, I really like this. So you've already tested yourself. Now, if you haven't got absolute passion, and a clear goal of what you want to do, and it gets you in your guts, you'll give up. Mm. Guaranteed, or you'll find an excuse. You can't, in my view, I don't think you can be very successful in life or a business if you go, I'm going to do this four-week course, and I'm going to make, I don't know, 500 quid or 1,000 quid out of it. It's the money. If it's money-driven first, it very rarely works. It's your passion first. What am I really interested in? And then the money will flow because you're good at it and you're serving a need. I like your second, I like your second one more because I think you've got passion for it. And I believe that the market in US football is already here in the UK, but I think it's going to get more. Yeah. I can, Sky, I watch Sky Sports too much because that's my passion. <laughs> um, but I see how they're promoting American football and they see it as a, a bit of a niche for them. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I also got a feeling, an inkling, and I'm sure you've probably got a stronger one or, or otherwise, that there might well be a UK franchise at one stage. They're really mm. keen to, to push that forward. So I can, I can see that, that the market's good for that. If you've got your passion for it, 
I knew a guy called uh, Tony Morley who played for Aston Villa. Mm -hmm. And one of the things he did is there are lots of coaches, as you know, in football. What he did is he sat down and thought, he was the next player, okay? He played for Villa, centre uh, winger, good player. Finished his career, thought, what am I going to do? And then what he decided to do was, I'm not going to follow all the other coaches in the UK. I'm going to go to America and get on the cutting edge of training and speed. And he became a very specialist speed coach in the UK for soccer teams. He brought it back. And I can see that if you can find a way, so if you... If, you, if I was you, I'd go, right, okay, I can see what happens in American football. What defines what success looks like for a defence player or a wide receiver or whatever the positions, I don't know all the positions, but, you know, what is it that makes them successful? In America, I cannot believe, they must have thousands of kids. If you could find a coach that could give you the secret source of, here's five things they must have. And then you became the sort of source that sourced these kids, trained them in a certain way. You identified them, sent them either via Europe or direct to the US as a one-to-one -one coach to get people into American football from the UK. I can see some value in that, huge value actually, because you're mm. the guy with the knowledge. I, don't, I would guess, I don't know, I don't know the sector, but there ain't gonna be many people in the UK that know that information. So I've noticed a couple of different models in terms of how they charge for their, their services. So let's say if I have five kids paying £25 for a 45-minute session. So that's £100 a week. Or I do two workshops a month with 10 kids and they all pay me £25 a month. But yeah, yeah, absolutely 100% monthly fees. I don't know the regularity, but what I do know is the subscription model you want is they're paying you every bloody month, 20 quid a month or whatever it is, 240 pounds a year, parents. You want, uh, so therefore you get how many kids? Let's say you get 50. Now you're talking an, an income, uh -huh. aren't you? Rather than a one-off 100 pounds, you're getting 250 pounds a year times 50. Mm. Now where I would go if I sat down with you would be, right, I, okay, I take coaching money from them. Then you put a... Uh, <laughs> You're now, you're now into the agent ranks because you, if you're going to help them to be successful, if they are successful and they get a contract, right. you'll want a percentage of that. Now we're really talking. Mm. And one of the greatest things you pull on, as a, uh, and you've talked about it before, about a parent, is you'll do what, you, what it takes to make your kids successful or give them the chance to be successful. So they won't turn that subscription off, in my view. They'd rather sacrifice other things. In difficult... Yes, because it's a bit like gym membership. People would, and they wouldn't turn it off, even though they were, weren't using it, they would still keep the membership. You know why? Because psychologically, they didn't want to be unfit. So by turning it off meant, I'm never going to be fit again. Use the analogy into American football, and we really are racing around here, but if you use the same analogy, if I turn my subscription off, to your scheme for American football, but that's my son's dream and I want him to do it as well. If I turn the subscription off, he's not gonna do it, is he? Mm. He's not gonna do it. So I'm not turning it off as a parent. I'm keep paying you. The opportunity is incredible, aren't they? To, you know, you can launch a website for three or four grand these days, you know, and, and mm. crack on and sell things. So I think you've got a couple of good ideas. You've probably got a good skills and just don't give up. Because business is hard, let's be honest. Whatever happens, you will have hurdles and obstacles because that is the idea. Not right. everyone wins the race. 
They mm. don't. But you've got to have the passion to get you over those hurdles. Mm. And that's the bit. That's the juice. Thank you. It's been a really, I think you guys want to a, a good thing here. You know, I kind of stumbled across your Facebook. I mean, you know, this idea that your dad's like really kind of been there and done it, but in like a very low key way. He looks like yeah, a great guy, he looks like a very normal person. You haven't got like fake <laughs> yeah. teeth and a big smile and a fancy suit. He's just like, I'm a normal guy. I've kind yeah. of figured a few things out. And this is, so it's very like practical advice. And so, and it feels, that even feels more accessible because it's not so, you're not selling a pipe dream. Uh, these are some simple tried and tested methods. They, they are, honestly. Yeah. And, I, and I, you, you know, hey, I'm 55, I'm miles off your age, but I've been through some shit and uh, mm. it's all self-taught. So anything I say, I can back up in triplicate. So I wouldn't mm. share anything that uh, wasn't so. Now that doesn't work for everybody. I'm conscious of that as well. Okay. Thank you very much, Ryan. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks, guys. Cheers, Ryan. Cheers. Well, that's another episode done. Uh, Thanks very much for listening. If you want to know a bit more, then visit our website, pathfinder.me. You can find all the things we've been talking about in blog posts and in the Pathfinder process, which takes you from start to finish, a blueprint all about you and how to be successful. That's everything from us. I hope you have a lovely week. Mm